And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we are back. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conaway, founder and CEO of Innovate Her KC. And friends, I got to tell you about today's episode sponsor. And today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult, but Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably. And they have the platform to help you manage that team. Visit Fullscale.io. You can also check down in the show notes for a link to learn more. And friends, I'm, I'm really excited about this episode There for many reasons. The first being that... All week, Startup Hustle has been talking about various powers that you can channel into your company. And today, we're going to be talking about the power of choice with one of my favorite, favorite, favorite entrepreneurs. You've already heard about the power of AI, vulnerability, and pivoting, and now it's all about choices. We are going to be joined today by Tammy Buckner, Chief Executive Officer and Founder of WeCode KC. Tammy, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Not a problem, Lauren. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. I know. I, I'm very excited too. Like when I talk about being excited about talking with entrepreneurs, I'm always like a base level of excited about talking to founders and entrepreneurs, but this is Tammy Buckner, who is one of my favorite people within the entrepreneurial ecosystem of Kansas City. And so I'm even more excited. Um, Tammy and I have known each other for a while. So so I think I know bits of this, but I'm going to pop right in and I'm going to say, Hey, Tammy, tell us about your journey. (laughs) Oh, and the journey do I have to tell? Yeah. I know. I know. (laughs) This is so fun. Yeah. Because it's like, we've been on different things, but this is the first time that I have been here and I'm excited. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, Wow. About me and about my journey. It's so crazy because I get that question asked a lot. And oftentimes I don't go way back when I really started in technology. Yeah, Um, It was probably before coding and tech was a real word. It was just, I was tinkering. Yeah, Um, I love taking things apart. Um, My uncle years ago used to take things apart and I would watch him put them back together and you know, I'd fiddle and fiddle with the wires because he, you know, it, it was all electronics. So I was right there. And that started getting me excited about tinkering. And again, doing things that I knew nothing about at that time. Yeah. But over time, as I was continuing, you know, doing that, my parents bought me a computer. I took that apart. No, Did that drive them crazy? Like, I imagine that there were there were there was a piece of them that was probably excited about it. Like, look at how smart our girl is. But at the same time, it's like, quit destroying your stuff. Quit taking <laughs> stuff apart. But then I was always the person that fixed stuff. Like, yeah. get this new, and oh, she'll put it together. Oh, she'll fix sure. it, or you know. So that was me. I was the person that would always, when we purchase things, I put it together, I set it up. That was me. 
So yeah. obviously it came in handy, but yeah, I, that wasn't always supposed to take things apart. But that intrigued me about the world of, you know, electronics and engineering and technology. Yeah. Um, and, and, and even paired with that, in high school, I was the person that, you know, when people would have parties and events, you know, I would put things, I would create flyers and business cards. And, you know, so that also gave me that way of doing marketing and putting things together. So it was all encompassed in that. Yeah. Um, and that's literally what started, you know, even working on a computer, I had no idea I was coding or, you know, doing things with way back then gaming. I had no idea. It was just, I was tinkering and doing that. Um, fast forward, gotten into college, um, graduated from high school, got to UCM, went to DeVry. And that's when I started learning more and more about computers, computer science. Um, and even today, and this is one reason, you know, I'll talk about WeCode and why it's so important that I introduce technology to more women, because when I was in college, um, I didn't see a lot of people. It, it, it wasn't just in college and it wasn't just in my corporate world that there weren't a lot of women or black people in computer science. Yeah. Or, Around and you were like, hmm, maybe this space was not built for me. Yeah, right? maybe I'm here. Why am I here by myself? But <laughs> me, I was like, whatever. And I keep going because I have that attitude of, you know, I like it. So this too yeah. bad nobody else like it. And, you know, and that's what kept me going. So um, when I started getting involved with tech and I started getting involved with things that I still didn't see a lot of people, I worked at an organization where I did the very first websites for some major, major companies. Yeah. Um, I worked at the Kansas City Star. And it's so so funny that I've ran into a few people that, you know, either no longer there, obviously, but um, was there and we were like, wow, we didn't even know each other. But I was in the Kansas City Star when they was first putting the newspaper online. Yeah. So that was way back when KansasCity.com was like a dot-com. Right. It was huge. It was huge because no one was doing it. Yeah. Uh, no one was doing websites. So that just tell you how long I had been developing websites. Um, but I did the very first websites way back when, because someone asked, does anyone know how to build websites? And me, uh, my entrepreneurial spirit kicked in and said, does that make more money? And they said, <laughs> I said, nice. we'll learn. Uh, so a friend of mine, well, uh, one of my colleagues and, uh, coworkers, we were literally building websites before, you know, people really knew what the internet was. Yeah. Kind of and you, so you were, you, and, and is that where, how Tequity Digital was born? Cause I, I know that that is a, a core part of your story, but I don't, I don't think you were quite there just yet. Right. I wasn't quite there yet. Cause Tequity Digital was born when I got. You know, and I always say that entrepreneurs make the worst employees in the corporate yes. <laughs> So um, when I got laid off or downsized or whatever they want to call it at that time, that's literally when a form of Tequity Digital, it was back then, it was called a totally different name. It was called Virtuous Creations. Um, wow. I, said, I didn't even know that. You know, I don't, I don't tell people all of that, all of that. <laughs> That was in 2003, 2004, when I formed a tech company uh, doing web development, hosting, but it was called Virtuous Creations. And back then, 
um, the amazing entrepreneur ecosystem that we have today did not exist. Right. There was no mentors. There were no Casey source links. There was nothing that I could come together with other entrepreneurs and ask questions like, how do I start a hosting company or how do I do this? Or who do I talk? There was none of that. So I'm so thankful for organizations that help entrepreneurs now. That is why I'm so such an advocate and I, you know, mentor anytime that I possibly can to an entrepreneur that wants to get started because I didn't have that. And I don't want people to, you know, keep doing that or doing business wrong because they don't have anyone to help them. Um, And that's that's actually how you and I met um, when I was still at uh, another organization. And it was Mecca Challenge, the the innovation uh, innovation competition. But you were a mentor to to high school students, actually. And that is actually how you and I first connected. That is my passion. (laughs) And it always has been because I didn't have any anyone to help me figure out how to start a business. Like I was winging this thing for real. Um, But that's how I started doing websites, Um, started doing, you know, hosting businesses on, you know, websites, Um, the stars, they didn't want to do it anymore. And I used that as my launching pad of starting my organization. Um, Did that for about six or seven years. And then I went to a digital marketing firm. And again, that also, was a strong point because I didn't have anyone to encourage me to keep doing, you know, software development or software engineering. So I didn't feel that I could do it, which is when I switched my role to basically being a project manager and a business analyst, um, instead of doing a software development or software engineer role at that digital marketing firm, that's getting back into the corporate world again. I was in places, Microsoft, Kellogg, like all these amazing places. And I didn't see people, didn't yeah. see very many women. It was majority men in tech. Um, it was great because there there had, there was this um, almost like a family type of when you're in technology, you know, everybody kind of rally around, you know, we basically call it peer programming because we're helping one another. You know, if there was right. something that I didn't understand, you know, someone was there to always, you know, encourage at that point and help like, oh, you want to learn how to do this or you want to learn how to, you know, they were always there. So that that digital marketing firm was a huge major step in my career. Yeah. So well, and what's interesting. So what has always fascinated me about you, Tammy, is the fact that you are such a dynamic and multidisciplinary leader. Like I think about, so like I've heard you on panels where opportunity zones were discussed. I remember like there was a time where you, you were like a a thought leader in the opportunity zone space here in Kansas city. And then, you know, your work now, it kind of speaks to education and you know, you've had your, your finger in the education pie for a little while and you've got technology and marketing and you're, you're really, you're the quintessential entrepreneur in that I, I feel like you're presented with something that you need to learn and you just learn it and you, you use it to power future growth and evolution. Right. So you're yeah, really, 
Yeah, you're a very dynamic learner, I feel like. <laughs> but the great thing about you is that you then turn that learning into opportunity for others. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that. So Absolutely. We Code KC. What is We Code KC, Tammy Buckner? <laughs> we Code KC is a passion that selected me. I mean, like, seriously. Yep. You're talking about the power <laughs> of choice. We Code KC chose me because... Yep. I chose the space of tech, like as an entrepreneur, I wanted to make money, period. And I knew technology was the space to make money. Right. A nonprofit is not the space. I know, I'm like, you're kind of barking up the wrong (laughs) tree. A nonprofit is not something that you start when you want to make money. That is not what you do. You don't go start a nonprofit because you want to make a profit. To, to be clear, it is not impossible to be well paid. It is not, it, it's not impossible. But now, let's make not, that very clear. That's not why you go into it. Right. Sure. Let's <laughs> make that very clear. It yeah. is not, it does not mean you don't make decent money. It does not mean your employees. It does not mean you cannot have a nice revenue stream. Right. At a nonprofit. But if you're. <laughs> But there is a huge but there. Yep. I mean, that is not the way to do it. But I mean, I think uh, We Code KC is a organization that helps young adults and youth create. Our goal is to make sure that we create an inclusive and more equitable technology industry. Because if we don't do that and we don't help our youth that are right here in the Kansas City area, get involved with something that's so fascinating and something that can truly change their life, we're going to lose this economic growth pattern. Right. And this is what We Code is all about. We make sure that we expose youth in the um, urban core technology so that they can change their lives, their family lives, and change the trajectory of their life. And this is what I'm saying, talking about the power of choice. Because yep. our kids have the opportunity to grab a hold of some, something such as as big as technology and use it to their advantage to change and create something different for themselves. Yeah. Well, and as you were telling your story, like one of the things that stuck out to me is like, clearly your parents fostered your learning. They didn't yell at you for tearing stuff apart. They got you the computer. Like, I feel as though you were probably empowered by choice growing up, but did you even know that technology and coding was a choice available to you? It, I did not know it was a choice available to me. I yeah. didn't because again, we didn't sit around the dinner table and talking about technology. Nobody even in my family to this day. My mother worked at Honeywell, but that was still that was basically an engineering, which is more so you know electrical engineering. Yeah. But as far as technology and coding and things like that, and I know definitely those can go hand in hand. But no, I didn't see people that look, you know, that's that's right in my family doing that. Yeah. Um, and this is why it's so important. Like I, we, we, we talk about representation matters and we use that often, but it's so true. Yeah. That when these kids walk into WeCode and they see people that reminds them of themselves or someone else in their family, the end that they're, these people are either creating games, they're doing robotics, they're creating yeah. code. Now they're like, wow, I really can do this. And yeah. 
what warms my spirit when some a young girl come to me and says, so you really mean I can make money doing? And I'm like, absolutely. You absolutely can. You know? Absolutely well, can. And, and so you just hit on what I love so much about We Code KC, because of course, like I love the fact that We Code teaches those tactical, practical skills to students. But I think the more important thing that We Code KC does is it, 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 opens up the kids' minds into like, hey, not only is this something that you can do tactically, but we want you to dream about a world where we do have equitable and and just tech sectors and communities. And we, you know, and so by opening up just the possibility in these kids' minds, you are you're empowering them for a lifetime. Yeah. And you're empowering them. them Yeah, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) No, I'm saying empowering them for a lifetime because Oftentimes, you know, we'll get kids come in and they're dragging in because a parent or a grandparent or someone, you know, made them come and they're like, I don't want to be here. I don't know why I'm here. But by the end of the class, they're like, I'm so glad. When is the next one? Can I come tomorrow? Can we do this every single day? Yes. Not right now. But no, so those are the ones that I love. Like they, they, you know, mad to be there. And now they're like, this is amazing. I had no idea. And so we, what happens is they get, they find something that they can connect to and that we meeting them where they are. Cause some of these kids, they come in, the only thing they've ever done is play video games. Right. So now I'm going to show you how to create a video game that belongs to you. And now in the long run, you're a game developer. Right. You may be able to sell this game once it's, impact and you know package it up you know just showing them how to do that now they can they believe that they can be their own game developer right so so you have again going back to that choice thing like you have empowered them with the the ability to choose the kind yes. of kind of life the kind of opportunities that they yes. want the kind of careers that they want to pursue you know, there's there's all of this choice that we code kc was not open or available to these kids yeah. well i mm-hmm. i love that so much yeah. um one of the things that i i love about we code kc so you have an incredible team and your team like i see you out in the community i see you active your organization definitely has a heart and i want to talk a little bit about that because i mean you could tammy buckner as chief executive officer and founder of we code kc could just hang out in her office and do the the classes and the things like that but one of the things that you do so beautifully is you involve the community in what you're doing. And I want to hear a little bit more about that. Like how has the community responded to We Code KC and what you're doing for these kids and how you activate within the community? Yeah. You Lauren, when you said my team, my team, I I cannot do it. I love your team so much. My <laughs> team, I love my I mean and when I boast and brag like yeah I got my team better than your team. I'm so serious. Like my team <laughs> It's so phenomenal. These people, I mean, they're just as passionate as I am. And I can call on any last one of them so that they can just get out and present who we code is and calling them out, you know, Nicole, Adrian, Ben, Claude, all of them, you know, Charmel, they're all a part of We Code. And they just just like it's home for them. And I even yeah. talk about our kids because now we're getting high schoolers are now becoming the ambassadors for WeCode. 
and bring yes. their their friends and you know and families. So which is amazing, you know. One of the some of the t- teenagers, Jackson and George, they are all you know part of the team. Yes. So this is this is what We Code is all about because we do get out into the community. We don't sit in our office because it's all about making sure that we're engaging other kids. They will know nothing about We Code if we don't present the voice and making sure that our brand is something that they want to be a part of. Right. I love one of our t- clock. I don't know how they come up with all these different t-shirts and hats. And, you know, and I'm like, where'd that t-shirt come from? <laughs> because we have to show these kids how important it is. You know, things are a brand. Nike is a brand. When yeah. they see that swoosh and they see that they want a part of that. I want them when they see WeCode that they want to be a part of WeCode. Yeah. Well, of course, I love that. Um, I, I just love that about you. Like you, ha- you have such, it's, it's really interesting to me. You have such an incredible heart, but you're also very pragmatic. Like I, I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't feel like you tend to make decisions emotionally. Uh-huh. However, everything that drives you is emotional. Like it's yeah. your heart and it's your feeling yes. community. And so you do something really unique as a leader in that because like most people i know are either emotional or logical yeah yeah. you are able to apply a logical thinking to a heart problem you know and the heart problem is that kids don't have access to opportunity and this very lucrative potentially like generational wealth generating kind of field absolutely And, and and that part lauren is a discernment for me yeah and i pray and i know you know a lot of people may not be religious but i really am I pray about discernment and this is where, you know, I have to lean on something that's a higher being than I am because my heart will get in the way, you know, like ask, ask Nicole when it comes time for scholarships for our kids. And I'm like, Oh, just give everybody. Why can't I give money to everybody? And I'm like, everybody gets in. She's like, no, (laughs) we have to make sure certain people that, you know, because there's a financial, you know, and we go through all of this. I'm like, just get just everybody just like every yeah. time I judge a pitch competition, I'm like, can we just give everybody the money? They were right. all right. we right. all deserve it. <laughs> so one yeah. of these days I'm gonna be Oprah. You get the scholarship, you get a scholarship. Right. Everybody gets a scholarship. You know, but no, this is you know, it, it has to be a discernment because it's so important that we make sure that these kids have the opportunity. And the freedom to see this is something that truly can change my life. Yeah. And I want to take a hold of it just like this person over here did so that I can change, you know, my life. And like you said, generational wealth, because technology yeah. is going to be and is that industry that is billions of dollars. And if you just get a piece of it, yeah. you know, even a small bit of this great opportunity that you can make great money from, why not do it at the earliest age possible? Yeah. 
Well, I certainly appreciate that. Another thing that I appreciate is today's episode sponsor. We love Full Scale around here. They keep Startup Hustle powered and going. And they know that finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit FullScale.io, where you can build a software team quickly and affordably. Use the Full Scale platform to define your technical needs and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Visit FullScale.io to learn more. Friends, we are here with Tammy Buckner, the C Chief Executive Officer and founder of We Code KC. And you said something really, really interesting in there before the break, Tammy, and I'm going to bring us back to it. But we were talking about the fact that you know we, we are opening up these kids to a lifetime of opportunity and a lifetime mm -hmm. of acknowledgement of that opportunity. Like you know, so many kids don't know what they don't know. They don't Absolutely. know that available. But one of the things that I love about your focus on folks who have been historically excluded from the tech industry, folks who are marginalized, yes. um, the fact is it is a fact you can you can look this up on Google. I don't have the exact numbers, but um, there is data that supports the fact that marginalized people, when they are empowered to choice and to change and to wealth <laughs> and to all of these things that your work brings about, they uplift the communities around them. And Absolutely. so when we're talking about creating general generational wealth, you are empowering people who will then probably, like, I mean, you know, data is data. So, mm -hmm. But most of these people are going to turn around and they're going to help their communities and they're going Absolutely. to fund nonprofits and they're going to reach out to the community around them and bring them along on the journey. Yeah. And so your, your work very much has a ripple effect. Like you're Absolutely. impacting that student, but then you know, and, and, and we code KC hasn't been around for a super, super long time to be able to see generations of this, but yeah. you're going to, you're going to impact generations absolutely. of Kansas City kids and the absolutely. people around them. Yeah, absolutely. I love that, uh, Lauren. Thank you so much. It's, it's, you know, I think about the career opportunities that we code will provide these kids um, that they, that the Kansas City community will now be able to use young people in our own communities to um, fill this tech talent gap right now that we have. Yeah. And so now not only these kids are getting jobs right inside of Kansas City, all of that money that they're making, hundreds of thousands of dollars, guess where that money is going? Right into our community, right, right back into our economy to build our economy up. Now these young people are able to purchase homes right, right in their backyards. And all of that money stays right here in Kansas City. So yes, now they can come back, their mentors, their teachers, you know, they're now empowering. They're going to be on hiring committees exactly. where they can make sure to prioritize folks who might Absolutely. otherwise deal with unconscious bias. Like you're creating a pipeline. And Absolutely. it's one of those things where like, I, I feel like impact organization, because Innovate Her Casey deals with this a little bit as well, like impact organizations, sometimes it is really, really difficult to see our immediate impact. Like yes. I know that we we positively impact our members. I know yes. that you positively impact your students, but like you and I both know that's not the end of the story. Right. That ripple effect is going to reverberate for years. Years, for years. For years. <laughs> and it may not happen next year or tomorrow. It will happen. Yes, we have to take kids through high school. So if you're thinking two years and now they're graduating and now they're getting jobs and now they're in these jobs, yes, it's a ripple effect and it yeah. takes time. 
But at the same time, over time, yes, it, it will absolutely make those changes. I talk to our kids and I joke about it all the time. I said, so when you become the next, you know, huge Forbes, you know, um, chief executive officer of whatever tech company, just yeah. remember WeCo, like you learned. That's right, that's right. We you know, <laughs> you're looking at some major gifts down right. the line. <laughs> right, you know, we're not asking for anything. We're just, just mention, just remember us. But no, it's, you know, and it, to be honest, that's the truth. Like they, there will be, one of these kids going to come out and they're going to kill it. They're going to yeah. just make major dollars. They, have the, they now have the potential to be the next unicorn. Here anything, you know? anything Any they absolutely want. Tech will touch every single industry. Yeah. Rather you want to be a, you know, software engineer or whatever it is, it's going to touch an industry. So at whatever yeah. point, you know, and we know every child is not going to leave our organization and they're going to get involved with tech. But at this time, we're also creating a passion for technology. So right. my generation and older generations are scared of technology. Now we're just training them. You're no longer, you don't have to be afraid. Right. You don't have to be afraid of tech because you know something about it. Right. Well, I love that so much. Do you... Now, I, I'm going to ask this with the understanding that you may not be able to answer, but I'm going to do it anyway. But do you have a favorite success story of a student who went through the WeCode program? I know it's an impossible question to answer. Like people ask me that all the time and I'm like, who are you even talking to? I have like 8,000. <laughs> so many. And that's where I get in so much trouble. Like, okay. people, like you don't talk about your success stories enough. And that's we have... Right. So many, so many. I mean, and I can go down the line. Like, young guy, he had been working with us, and he emailed me. Go, Miss Tammy, I do apologize. I have to leave WeCode, and of course, my heart, like, everything okay? You know, I immediately yeah. thought, and he goes, Well, that's because I got a internship job at Facebook. I'm like, Wait, 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 what? <laughs> huh? And then I just reached out to him a couple months ago. Now he's in New York working with Amazon. I'm like. Wow. Like, what? And then I have a young lady. She had been working with us for two years. You know, she'd gone through robotics at her high school. She started working with WeCode as an intern and she wanted to go off to college with them. Like, absolutely. How can we help you get scholarships? So we helped her get a scholarship and now she is in China. Okay. <laughs> Computer science. First of all, I had, and she, she goes to um, Duke University. Didn't even know there was a Duke University in China, first of all. I had no idea, but I get like a satellite school. <laughs> all right. Works for me. <laughs> full school. Like she is full. But, you know, so think of a 19-year-old in China, computer science, young, black, understanding. I mean, she's just amazing. Yeah. So I just think about her, that she is so powerful and she wants to come back virtually to do some mentorships with our young ladies Incredible. and it's just it's amazing so yeah i could go on and on about so many success stories that walk out of we code um yeah I, it, yeah yeah. It's phenomenal. Well, I, I, you know, I've, I've had the occasion to, to talk to some of the leaders within the WeCode organization and like some of the students who have gone through, you know, some of the programming that you put on. And I just, I've always been so impressed by not only these individuals, they're impressive in and of their own light, but own right, but like how you have been able to organizationally 
propel them forward on their journey. Like I, I, I've seen it, I've heard about it. Incidentally, you actually had a mentor that I wanted, I swear, Tammy, I wanted to poach her so bad. <laughs> like you're really, really good at identifying talent, you know, putting the people that you need around you. Yeah. Um, you know, you're just, you're killing it, babe. And it's, it's Thank a really you. joyous, beautiful thing to watch. Thank so you. What I, I have, what advice would you give to listeners? I love giving like the tactical, practical advice. Like not everybody who's listening to the show right now is going to go out and start their own WeCode KC. That's yeah. just not, you know, but how, what advice would you give to listeners who want to empower their teams or their families mm -hmm. and loved ones or like the people around them who want to empower with choice? Yeah. What, what are some base guidelines that people should follow? I mean, I think it's so important that when you see, especially being a leader, we want to create more leaders. Yeah. I don't want people, you know, one thing that someone says, well, you know, you're teaching them how to code, you're teaching them, and then they're going off to other tech companies. Well, that's yeah. the whole idea. So same thing with our team, our leaders, you know, leaders create other leaders. You know, yeah. we don't want to hold on to them. I want them to make sure that they're empowering people as well. Um, oftentimes I get these conversations of, you know, can you come on to a panel? I would prefer someone else, you know, in WeCode to go out to these panels because there's more of us. There's more yeah. women, there's more black and brown, Hispanic, Latino in technology. So yes, I definitely push them out. People need to see them as well. It's not just me. It's not just about Tammy because yeah. WeCode is not just about Tammy. This is our organization. Right. You know, I just happened to found it, but this is our organization. This organization belongs to Kansas City community. And yeah. I want them to realize that like this is the organization that we're going to create leaders. We're going to create phenomenal software developers, project managers, business analysts, you know, in tech. Because if we if you cannot grasp hold of an organization that's going to be the leader in stepping yeah. out, like what who can you count on? Right. And so that's, that's so important to me that we're able to create more leaders um, in our organization. And I, I, that's what I tell people, just make sure you're encouraging, be yeah. open, help them for the, if they want to be more of a public speaker in tech, okay. Help find tech panels for them to be on, encourage them to be on those panels. Here's your, <laughs> Here's your time. And someone said that, well, I want to learn how to be more of a public speaker. Okay. Well, I'm going to go find you some tech panels and I'm going to get you on those panels. Let's yeah. get you, you know, to start speaking. Um, but it's important that we just encourage them to do that. So just be an encouraging leader. Yeah. Well, and I love that, like, I think that an important piece of that puzzle is like, be encouraging, but you, you actually proactively go out and find the opportunities. Like, let me help you. Because, because you're right, like, when it comes to public speaking, something that I've learned is like, the only way to do it is to do it. Like you just got it. Like you have to practice and you have to try things and you have to figure out your style. Like yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where having a leader behind you who is not just saying, Hey, you can do this, but actually finding opportunities for you to do this. Like that's Absolutely. huge. Absolutely. Yeah. Because there's so many opportunities out there and we want to make sure that they are focused on, okay, this is what I want to do. Now I need to prepare myself to actually become that you know, speaker or become that the next, you know, um, person that's getting involved with that. So yeah, I, I love finding and 
uh, collaborating, you know, helping someone else, because I do get a lot of opportunities. It's not just for me, you know, let's share the wealth. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I want to tell you a story, Tammy. I don't know if I've ever told you this story before. Oh, but, um, story time. <laughs> yeah. So a while back, there was uh, a, an uproar, and I believe it was uh, particularly kind of focused on France, but um, athletes who wore hijab were uh, being for, being asked to take them off because it was not mm-hmm. with it. And so, you know, you know me, like I'm, I'm a very vocal person. I go on to social media and I'm like commenting on things. And at one point, uh, somebody in the comments was like, you know, I, I, I had mentioned, I was like, look, I, you know, steward a woman forward organization. Like this is yeah. a really important piece of the conversation that we need to have. And so somebody was like, well, if you're, you know, a woman's rights advocate and you're a feminist, then you shouldn't want women to wear hijab at all. And I was like, no, no, that's not my role at all. I want to empower women with choice, wear a hijab or don't, as long as nobody else is making it, you do it. And if it makes you feel closer to your God, then by all means, I want you to have that choice to wear that hijab. But my job is not to tell a woman how to be a woman. Right. My job is to make sure that however you want to be a woman, you can do that freely. The only thing limiting is yourself. The only, like the outside forces, the unconscious biases, like I don't want any of that stuff to impede you if that's what you want to do. So it's all about choice. All about it. And so so I I wanted to share that story with you because I, I want to ask you, you know, as you have moved through this career and we're talking about choice and you're you're offering choice to your team and you're offering yeah. choice to your to the kids who go through We Code KC, you know, what are some ways that that we can make sure that we are kind of comprehensively viewing the world through that lens, through that choice mm-hmm. lens? Like how mm-hmm. can we I guess interact with the world around us to offer the people around us choice. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's how I want to ask that question. (laughs) That's a good one. That's good. Um, Because I know there's going to be so many opportunities, you know, I was just, just listening to in regards to the hijab situation, like how do we encourage them to be themselves still in a world of opportunity in a world of choice just yeah. to be themselves. And and Lauren, the way I look at that is because when I look at myself as a Black woman and the opportunities that our ancestors or our families did not have, and now I have all of those opportunities, like now I feel that I'm opening it up for my daughter and yeah. opening it up for her you, friends. Natalie is extraordinarily impressive. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> see, I wasn't gonna bring that. I'm, you're not gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> she's but she's pretty amazing. <laughs> she is. She is amazing. She is amazing. just graduated with her neuroscience degree, but yeah. well, early too, right? Like, didn't she graduate early? A year yeah. and a half early. So I, I, I have to tell you, I'm not surprised at all that fruit of your loins is a high achieving, talented individual, but. I think it bears mentioning, folks. But, but and that part is the choice part. Like yeah. she made the opportunity, she made the choice to push herself that hard. Right. I didn't force her. I did not say you have to do this ahead. I, she had that choice. Yeah. And when you give them the opportunity 
And when you nurture a person and nurture a child, that is where they realize that they have the choice to do anything that they want to do. Yeah. And I say this all the time. If your child, is five, she was at five years old and said she wanted to be a doctor. You nurture that. You nurture yeah. whatever they say they want to do until they change their mind. But during the time they're saying it, you nurture it. That's giving them the, the opportunity. It's giving them choices like, wow, well, I said I wanted to do this. Well, I'm going to find all the opportunities that I possibly can to help you decide to make that choice. What right. is this really what you want to do? So that's that's what I feel when it comes to women and it comes to what we are about, making sure that all those opportunities exist so yeah. that you can make a solid decision, a solid choice on what you want to do. Um, I believe in that. And if I can find anything to help anybody else, that's what that's that. I feel that that's my calling. That's yeah. my purpose in life to collaborate and to find opportunities for other people. It's not about me. It's not about finding a job for Tammy and, you know, she can work over here making two, three hundred thousand dollars a year. That's that's not that's yeah. not my purpose. The purpose is to make sure that other people that I find opportunities for other people. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't think it's any secret that I just adore that about you. And I, I feel like it's something that you and I share, like that kind of community focused lens. Uh, so, so I feel like that is a, a lovely note to end on. I'm going to ask you the human question now, Tammy. Oh, Are you ready? I'm, I I'm, not, I'm so not ready for this. <laughs> you seem a little nervous, but it's going to be okay. I'm, this is the only question that I've been nervous on. Okay. So, well, I'll give, I'll give you, I think you're, I really look forward to hearing this answer. Uh, if you were an author, what genre would you write in? What would you write about? That's not a good one. That's oh, okay. Good. Well, I can ask you another one if you no, want. I'll, 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 you know, I'll, I'll answer that. Um, you well, can say it. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, mm. um, <laughs> There's no judgment here. Startup hustle is a is a brave space. <laughs> the brave space. It's a brave space. Be brave. Interesting. <laughs> huh. I'm gonna go with my second choice. Okay. Which would likely be something um um energetic, something that is very um adventurous. Okay. Very adventurous. Like like kind of like a Robinson Crusoe kind of vibe or like, would it be fiction? Would it be? It would be something that's going to just like a clincher. Like you're going to just keep just, just, just a page next, turner. Page okay. Total page I like turner. that. And I can, I can see that about you. All right. All right. So I'm going to add, I'm, I'm going to ask you another human question and uh -oh. I've never done this before. Uh, but the other one that I was thinking in my head was, all right, it's the zombie apocalypse. What three items do you want to have with you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, Lauren, you making me say people gonna like, is that really her? Besides my nine millimeter, I mean, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, you can, yeah, you can be packing. There's it. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like because I was thinking, I was like, well, like a Swiss Army knife and maybe an axe yeah. and all that. But at, at no point did gun ever enter my consciousness. So like, duh. <laughs> Look at here, you saw what I got. No, seriously, no. I would definitely have my gun with me. I'm sorry. Sure. And then sure. it's just, it is. 
Um, and <laughs> on, the total, on the total opposite of my Bible. Okay. And my laptop. And my laptop. All right. All, I, three I all, three, all three of those things are crucial. All three <laughs> of those things are very crucial. I wouldn't even take the phone. Just as long as I have my laptop, my yeah. Bible, I okay. have that I dig it. Well, well, Tammy, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. I knew this was going to be fun. And this it was. was fun. This <laughs> was much fun. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, and of course, thank you so much to our episode sponsor, Full Scale. If you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders, Full Scale can help. They have the people and the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit FullScale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions and then let the platform match you up with fully vetted, highly experienced software engineers, testers, and leaders. At FullScale, they specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit FullScale.io. And friends, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse a little bit here, but I am going to invite you to check out the other Power of episodes as part of this entire week-long series. We should have another one coming up tomorrow. Uh, this has been a really, really fun series to work on uh, and hope that you enjoy it. But definitely give us a listen. I think Andrew Morgans and Matt DeGore, all of the hosts have, have weighed in on the power of something. And I awesome. invite you to give us a listen. We love that you keep on coming back, friends, week after week. We are very, very grateful. And we are here doing Startup Hustle just for you. We're just, we're very glad that you come back and listen to us. We will catch you next time. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.